Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, lovely listeners. I hope you're having a fantastic start to your day or a relaxing wind down to your evening. For me, I'm enjoying a delicious tea blend. Imagine if you removed some of the kick out of the Russian Caravan tea blend and combined it with a pinch of Earl Grey. You're left with a soft, earthy taste in its place. Delicious. That aside, today we're continuing on part three of Vilification by Shannon Higdon, and I can't wait to dig right in. We'll discover what Daniel's plan is, whether or not his drug magic holds strong, and what the outcome is when he meets Mary for the first time in a very, very long time. So turn the lights off, the sound up, enjoy your hot beverage, and let's sink our teeth into our fantastic story. As time progressed, the experiment pushed him to the limits of his sanity. Reality and the dream state became indiscernible, and Daniel knew he was killing himself. In a rare moment of lucidity and self-actualization, towards the end, he realized he couldn't continue that way. If Sophie was going to become as real as the crack pipe, or the other moments of unbelievability in his life, it probably would have happened by then. Was it too late to try to get back to Mary? He hadn't left that bridge entirely burned, but he had put all his chips on returning to her with a psionically created three-year-old daughter, and then everything would be a-okay. It seemed logical. Daniel remembered the last time injecting the channel swimmer into his vein. There was some small effort to get the needle out before the initial rush of daytime took him into darkness. His eyes had only been closed for a couple of minutes when he heard her for the first time. Daddy? Her voice was sweet and melodic, yet timid as well. Daddy, I'm scared. Where are you? Daniel didn't open his eyes. He didn't want to make this one slip away. It sounded so real. This was different than other times, almost like he wasn't hearing it in his head this time. It gripped him. There you are, Daddy. Are you sleeping? Now it seemed like it was right next to him. Even its echo in the room had changed positions. Squeezing his eyes so tightly his head began to ache, fearful, not of seeing her there but rather of not seeing her. A small hand came to rest on his cheek. Cool and smooth, he had to open them. Sophie was there, just as he had been praying for, but not in her entirety. She seemed to be flickering in and out of existence, like the ghost in some movie with a poor production value. Except, there was nothing poorly done about it. It was happening. She was real and she was there. Kind of. Daniel tried to clear his throat with a dry cough. <clears throat> you want to come lay with daddy, baby girl? He asked hoarsely and patted his chest. Sophie nodded and squealed with happiness. 
The sensation of her climbing onto the bed and curling up on his chest was indescribable, even if only partly visible. He felt the solid weight of the little girl nestling into his embrace despite her appearing to phase between realities. One moment there, one moment gone. Not gone, exactly. He still felt her heartbeat, for heaven's sake, heard her breathing. She was still present even when she seemed to fade away. She was still there. As Daniel drifted into sleep, his new daughter cradled in his arms, his heart felt like things might actually be alright now. Now that Sophie was here, he could get off this highway to damnation and reset his course to the one it was always supposed to be. Mary would forgive him and beg for reconciliation. How could she not be overjoyed? She would finally have the one thing in life she truly wanted the most. And he will have been the one who made it happen. He will be a hero. How could he not? After a small nap to recharge his batteries, it would be happily ever after I come. But in that moment, it was just too much. He had to sleep. When he had finally awoken, everything hurt. The devastating effects the drugs were having on his body were evident in so many ways. From the sunken eyes to the sallow skin that clung to his skeletal frame. The last time he bothered weighing himself, 40 pounds had slipped away since he had checked into his little motel of personal self-destruction. He had certainly made sure it was well prepared with illegal substances, alcohol and food that would do well to no one. But as his body would become painfully aware, quite shy in areas of general nutrition, vitamins and immune boosters. There were no medications for his headaches and constipation. There was no ascorbic acid to repair his body tissues as they slowly broke down. No retinol or calcium for his bones and immune system. The only carbohydrates, fats, proteins, minerals or vitamins he got were the ones packaged by Nestle or General Mills and needless to say it began to show. Every muscle in his body ached with the smallest movements, bones barely strong enough to carry his weight. His reflection had become too terrifying for him at some point along the way, and he had long since broken all the mirrors in the two-room building. He was a walking corpse and didn't need to see his mirror image to know it. There, struggling to get out of the bed, Daniel had a fear he had never before known. Fear of death. He didn't want to die. There was once a time he would have been willing to give up his life, but that was before everything changed. That was before Sophie. He looked around the cabin, but she was gone. Gently lowering himself into a lazy boy, he spotted a line of coke that somehow made it through the night. A lone soldier returning with the scars of war. Hey there. Daniel greeted the fat bump. There was no overwhelming desire to do the line, other than the fact that he just wanted to see if Sophie would be back. Her formation came through time and the consumption of many drugs. Last night it was the black tar. He would try the coke now and if that didn't work then… we'll see. The line disappeared with a quick snort. He closed his eyes and leaned back into the recliner to let the flood come rushing in. 
when he opened them again, she was there. There was no flickering in and out like a broken projector, just his baby girl in her pink dress standing next to his chair. Hey, baby doll, he smiled. Hey, daddy, she smiled back. He could barely feel the effect of the cocaine, and yet, there she was. Perfect in every way. He knew immediately that he needed to show Mary. He didn't know how this would play out, giving no thought to the logistics of how something like this would work. But his brain was so far removed from any thought processes that one might consider normal. That the hows and the whys didn't even register anymore. There was only the reality of the right now. And his right now was Sophie being in his life. Their life. He would take her to Mary and they would figure it out together. As a team. Daniel was sure she would want it that way. Sophie? He asked the improbable child. Do you want to meet your mummy? Her smile nearly blinded him. It hadn't taken much quantity-wise, to keep her around for a while, but as soon as the buzz wore off even a little one, she would disappear again. One second they would be giggling through a round of patty cake, only to have it broken by jarring silence. Later, he would be reading her a story only to look down and find that he's been reading to himself. Every time she left, he would consume a little bit more of the small stash he had brought back to the city with him. And now, she was gone again, when the limo pulled up to the Winchester estate, leaving the driver questioning whether or not he had actually seen her get into the vehicle in the first place. The driver did ask if he needed any help getting into the mansion, however. Daniel could only imagine how horrifying he had looked to the younger man. And while he had said, Thanks, and had waved him off at the time, he found himself wishing that the offer had been accepted. Just getting through the front door and up the flight of steps to his study took a Herculean effort. He never remembered it being so laborious before. Once finally relaxing on his favorite couch, the entire endeavor began to feel a lot better. Doubts had stayed with him day and night, but now, now, it was different. Now he would have Sophie. Downstairs, Daniel heard the front door open, then Mary's keys jingling in the foyer. Two carefully laid lines of cocaine rested on the table before him. Obviously, this would look bad initially, but once Mary knew what it was all for, why he had been doing this to himself, she would understand. She had to. He heard her footsteps come down the hall, and start up the steps. A timid, Daniel? Called out. God, he missed her voice. I'm up here, Mary. He called out to her, and snorted part of the first line. The plan was to do them both very quickly, figuring that would be just the right amount to retain Sophie's presence the longest, without becoming that manic, cokehead guy that everybody hates. But halfway through, something in his skull popped. There was a quick snap in his ears, with a reverberation felt from those ears to his chin. Blood began to flow from his off-used nostril, dribbling down into the lines of coke. 
This was a serious situation and he was adequately afraid. No one ever wants to hear a noise like that coming from somewhere inside their head. But the only thought he could keep was, not now. The timing couldn't be worse. Mary would walk in that door in a few seconds and he would fall dead at her feet, scarring her for the experience. Even worse, Mary would never get to meet her daughter. What this had all been for. Daniel wiped away the blood and swung around to look at the door. In the process of doing so, managing to drag his arm through the rest of his cocaine, spilling it onto the marble floor. Shit. He fell to the floor, desperately trying to find and sweep the rest of the drug together in a little pile, only to look up at his wife standing in the doorway. She was so damn beautiful. He could only imagine how he looked to her, on his hands and knees, emaciated, face smeared with blood and cocaine, looking like a wild animal. Suddenly, Daniel remembered his own reflection in his office window all those years ago, when he had broken that crack pipe. He remembered how weak and destitute his reflection had been, and that was before spending three years in hell's ass crack. Now, jeez, now he had to look, well, he would be lucky if she even recognized him. Odds were, she'd be calling the police shortly on the madman who had broken into her house and was on his knees in her husband's study. When their eyes met, he could see, however, that she did recognize him. It wasn't exactly the look he was hoping for. Baby? He tried to clear his throat, but the large amount of blood that had run back into it caused the words to come out somewhat garbled. I know this looks bad. Is that cocaine? Are you? Disbelief in her voice. Her face grew redder. Are you fucking high? Daniel shook his head. No. You don't understand. Suddenly, in the hall behind Mary, he saw Sophie standing there in her cute pink dress and white sandals. Oh, thank God, sweetheart. It's all gonna be good now. I got us a baby. We've got a daughter. Mary cut him off. He was sounding like an insane person, and she had reached a boiling point. Mary Winchester was at the culmination of three years, worried and tearful, not knowing where he was or if he was even alive. Three years of putting her life on hold and trying to hold together financial matters she knew nothing about. It took just about three years of standing by a non-existent husband through a dead marriage and then to come home, to randomly find him here, looking like this. She exploded, and every dark thought she had held at bay came to fruition in that moment. You son of a bitch, backstabbing serpent. Behind Mary, Sophie's shoulders jerked backwards, nearly pulling her to the floor. You've disappeared every time I need you the most. You have lied to me and my family and everyone who has tried to give a shit about you. Sophie's legs cracked at the knees and bent themselves backwards while her neck twisted itself into an equally unnatural direction. Daniel raised his hand in her direction but could say nothing, transfixed. You are not a man. 
You aren't even fucking human. Sophie's skin began to pulsate and bubble like fat on a frying pan, slowly darkening to slick, shiny black. Her hands and feet ripping through the dainty sandals, turning into massive, elongated things with razor-sharp talons that would seem more at home on some type of lizard. You're a fucking snake. Do you hear me, Daniel? A fucking snake. I can't believe you're doing this to me. You should be... Daniel couldn't hear her anymore. Mesmerized with Sophie's transformation and watching from outside his own body now, Mary's voice faded into unrecognizability. Sophie's body finally came to a rest, and what remained was nothing like the little girl that was there just a moment earlier. It was too soon, he thought to himself. She was still forming. She still stood upright, like a human child, but any resemblance ended there. Her features were, for a lack of any better description, very reptilian. The creature's skin was jet black, but tough looking, like leather, or scales, maybe. With the exception of a few streaks of pink, which appeared to be all that was left of her dress after it melted into her. The head had to be the worst, so snake-like, beady red eyes sunk into her black skull, her nose nothing more than a couple of slits. Mary was still going hard, shaking her fist at him even when Sophie took her step towards them. The long talons clicked against the marble floor of the hallway, and the sound stopped Mary mid-sentence. She seemed to suddenly be aware of the horror in his eyes as hers widened. As she turned to see what was behind her, Daniel got out one word. No! The next few seconds happened so quickly. When it was over, his brain was still trying to process what had happened. He didn't think Mary actually had an opportunity to see what Sophie had become before she sliced into her. Only a few feet tall, Sophie leapt from her spot, catching one shoulder and the side of her mother's neck in her large jaws. He would never have guessed that the creature's mouth could open that wide, the jaw unhinging itself like some snakes do. Sophie had probably meant to hang off of Mary's torso, but her claws slid through the back and chest muscles like butter, skewering her and puncturing her heart. Mary Winchester died before she knew she was in trouble. Daniel, shocked into trauma, could only watch for a fleeting moment before he passed out. He would later be grateful. So ends part three of Vilification by Shannon Higdon. And what has Daniel done? It seems as if the drug magic is highly receptive to emotion, easily manipulated by external forces, and incredibly powerful yet completely uncontrollable. So what now? What is next on the cards for Daniel with his dead wife in the house, and Sophie on the loose somewhere, even if it's in his own head? I can only dread what's about to head our way in part four. Stick with me tomorrow, lovely listeners and we'll discover it together. And to all of you awesome listeners out there, 
that have been leaving iTunes reviews. You're bloody brilliant. Not only are others seeing this, but I'm also getting emails from other listeners, friends, and family, letting me know that because of them, they found this podcast. I'm always amazed by my listeners. You all go the extra mile to help, and that's brilliant. I can't wait for tomorrow's episode. But of course, till next time.